How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Hello and welcome everybody getting all set in here at 1116 SEN for a big hour of the Kids Edition. Look forward to taking your calls on 1300 736 736. Want to talk about your footy finals? I'm sure there's somebody out there or a few of you out there playing in footy finals or even maybe grand finals this weekend. So if you'd like to call and start getting a few of those nerves off your chest before the game starts, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you and do a little preview of what's happening in your footy game this morning. Or you might have been bundled out last weekend. Uh, for many of us, footy's wrapped up for the season. Um, and if you'd like to give me a call and give me a bit of a review of how the season went and what you plan to do in the off-season to keep your footy ticking along and improving, I'd love to chat as well. We might be able to share a few ideas uh, for everyone out there so that everyone can keep working on their game. The other thing we might talk about is what's going on in the AFL because it was a big, big Saturday night of footy and it has huge ramifications for what's happening during the AFL final series as there is a huge couple of games today um, that we need to work through before we know whether our teams are going to be playing finals in the top four, who they'll be playing, what chances they've got. But the big news from last night, if you're just waking up and didn't stay up to watch the late game, is that the Hawks have had a big upset victory over West Coast. Uh, Unexpected, but um, massive, massive ramifications on that one. 38-point winners they were over West Coast. And it means they now sit in eighth position in finals unless the Bulldogs win and go past them. So if the Bulldogs beat Adelaide down in Ballarat today, Hawthorne gets squeezed out. Or if Port Adelaide or Adelaide win, but they have to win by 95 points. So that's looking unlikely. So Hawthorne are in unless the Bulldogs win. So if you're a Hawk supporter, I reckon you're probably cheering for the Crows today. Uh, And then at the top of the ladder, it's massive as well because it means that West Coast suddenly have gone from looking like they could have played a home final, finishing in the top two, to now sitting in fifth position. And they'll stay there unless uh, Brisbane beat Richmond today. So if the Lions win today, um, that'll squeeze Richmond out to fifth. But if Richmond win, they could go as high as third. So it's all, there's lots of movement happening in the ladder. Um, Collingwood suddenly are almost guaranteed, or they are guaranteed a top four spot unless, no, they are. They can't move. So the Pies have found their way into the top four, which is a huge effort. We can keep workshopping that. we're, We're all just getting our heads around what can possibly happen, but big movement with that unexpected win from the Hawks last night. Going to get straight into our calls because the main thing we want to talk about on here is your footy because we get the chance to talk AFL footy on 1116 SEN all week. So the kids edition is all about talking about your footy. Give me a call and all our callers, of course, win a prize from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards for serious collectors, big and small. Something to look forward to in the back half of our show this morning as well. We've got a special guest coming into the studio, Marissa Forsyth who is the founder of the Pretty Foundation. And the Pretty Foundation is a charity 
aimed at creating positive body image in girls, um, given the alarming facts that there there are a lot of young girls, even as young as four, who have, um, I guess, dissatisfaction with what, what they look like. Um, so Marissa's started a, a charity aimed at um, improving our positive body images. And the way I came across Marissa is that she's written a series of books um, called the Charlie's Tales books and some great messages in there about positive body image that we'll chat through. But her most recent book, which is the third book in her series, is a football-themed book. It's about Peggy and the Fantastic Football. So that's how I came to to know um, about this series. It's a wonderful book, whether you like footy or not, and has a great message. So Marissa's going to come in and tell us all about Peggy and the Fantastic Football and the other stories in her Charlie's Tales book series, all around positive body image, which is so important. So we'll get to that a bit later on. We can't wait to chat to Marissa. But first, I'm going to chat to one of my good friends, Gabe in Mill Park, who I know had a big game against Lorimar last week. How'd you go, Gabe? Uh, we won by yes. 35 points. Oh, pretty comfortably in the end. Were you in front all day or uh, kicked away at the end? Uh, we got away in the first quarter and that pretty much won us the game. Oh, that must have been a nice feeling because you, you told me how nervous you were. Yeah, I'm very nervous today now. Yeah, because you got the big grand final, it means. Yeah. And are you up against, who are you playing? Uh, playing Yarrabat. That's who you lost to in the first final, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, what did you do right last week? What what went right in that first quarter to, to get ahead? Uh, we had the like really strong wind and especially up in Wallen, that was a very good wind and um we got a few goals by a ruckman, uh three and he just killed it and yeah. Oh. Just good kicking. Just and yeah. It went went pretty well for you early on. It's always a nice feeling, isn't it, when you just get the nerves out and you have a nice positive start. Uh what did you learn last time playing against Yarrambat that you have to do a little bit differently this morning? Um, they play really hard and they're a good team and they have this one player that I'll be playing on that is a really good goal kicker and he kicked six last time. Oh, so you've got the big matchup. Yeah, it's against Archer Harvey, which is Brent Harvey's nephew. Ah, so you've got the matchup on Archer. He had six yep. six kicks last time, so you've done some work on what you might do to, to shut him down this weekend. What what was the coach saying during the week? What tricks did he give you to, to try and keep him a bit quieter this weekend? Um, just wear him like a glove and don't let him get free or anything. And, yeah, just focus on him. Uh-huh. Well, I wish you all the best for the match. Um, what time is the game? Uh, 12.10. 12.10. Oh, well... He's hoping it's a it's a close game and an exciting game. And because you've been one of our good friends of the kids' edition, I'll be quietly cheering for Mill Park. Thank you. Um, good luck. Are you feeling any less nervous this morning or are you still really nervous? I'm still really nervous, but... Is there yeah. a little bit of, you know, nothing to lose because you know that they got you last time, maybe the pressure's all on them? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we made it anyway, so if we lose, then it's okay. Well, it's not okay, but, like, at least we made it. 
I, I get what you mean. I, that's right. You've got to just get there and give yourself a chance and it's not the end of the world if you don't make it, but you'll be giving it all, your all. Yes. Good on you, Gabe. Um, I look forward to hearing how it goes. I might even see if I can find the scores because I don't think I'll be able to wait all until next Sunday to find out. But still give me a call so we can chat about how it went one way or okay. another. Good luck. Thank you. Gabe in Mill Park with the big matchup today against Archer Harvey, he tells me, who must be a gun out there. Um, kicked six on him last time, but he's having another crack, which I like that. Good resilience. Um yeah, really good resilience and good attitude to step up and enjoy the challenge of having another go this weekend. So good luck to Mill Park against Yarrambat. May the best team win. Oh, Xavier's next in Preston. Hello, Xavier. Hi, Daisy. Thanks for calling the kids' edition. How are things? Are you still alive in your footy season? Um, No, we got... um. We would have had to win by 200 points against Kilmore in our last game, so that didn't happen. Instead, we drew, which was kind of exciting, but we yeah. got knocked out, so we're not in finals. Oh, the draw would have been excited, exciting. A little bit off the 200-point win, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, never mind, but a draw. So was it close all day? Um, We were actually ahead for most of the game, and then there was no wind for the first three quarters, and then some massive wind just picked up, blowing towards their end. Oh. And so they just kicked. So they kicked like three straight, and then um, we gave one of our players gave away a fifty, and then we thought they were gonna win because they were ahead by one point, and then it was down in their back half, and then suddenly we just got it out, and then some guy on our team Reese just ran the entire field and just kicked a not goal but of it because it was a draw, but he kicked a fifty meter point it got rushed over and the guy that rushed it must have probably because it was actually quite easy to mark he could have easily marked it no one was on him but he rushed it and then it was a draw and that evened it up oh maybe he didn't yeah. realize it was only one point in it these things happen in the, yeah. the high pressure environment of the last few minutes of a game what do you think yeah. about the draw what was the feeling after have you played in a draw before uh, I think I might have played in one in under nines or something, but um, it was our coach's last game because he's been coaching for five years, so he's finished coaching now. And so it was uh-huh. kind of good to give him a... It could, we could have given him a win, but we could, we, it would have been good to give him a win, but we gave him an exciting game to go off on. So Very good. And do you, do you, is it a weird feeling at the end, no one really cheering or... Would you like to have a like a shoot penalty shootout or something to so that somebody wins or you're com- you don't mind a draw? I don't I don't really mind a draw like um it was like they we probably we were deserving to win for the first three quarters but then they took advantage of the wind and then they really dominated the last quarter. Mhm. Well, so I reckon it would have been fine. The game plays out how it should, and I reckon penalty shootouts just like make it kind of because they could a team could have really good midfielders and defenders. So they it's a, just say the game ends up as a draw. You do penalty shootout. The other team could have like three really good goal scores, and your team might not have many good goal scores. So it's like. It's kind of just better to let the actual game play out 
and the result happened. Yeah, because if you haven't been able to find who's the better team after all those quarters, well, you're happy to just say that both were equal yeah. and call it a draw. I like your attitude. I, I don't mind a draw either. I think there's a place for it. Um, and, I yeah, I like your theory about if a penalty shootout happens, it's kind of not comparing exactly the, the two football teams. It's just comparing two skills. I haven't heard it really put that way. Um, thanks for your theory. Yeah, that's all right. What do you think's going to? I'm actually also. Yeah, tell me. I'm also quite. I'm quite pleasantly surprised the West Coast lost because that'll mean Collingwood's guaranteed top four now. I thought you um, were a pies man. And from, yeah, what I've think I've figured out is if Richmond win, we'll play West Coast. No, Geelong. We'll play Geelong um, at the Cattle. If Brisbane win, we'll play um, Geelong at. Geelong. So we're, I think we play Geelong in Geelong, no matter no what. No matter what, so. yeah. Oh, I don't think it'll be in Geelong. I, cause I really? Think, yeah, I think that I'm not sure if you've heard all the discussion about home finals, but I think it'll be played at the MCG because... Um, oh, that'll be that'll be good then. Yeah. Um, will you get along to it? Uh, I'll try my best. Um, I've got a Collingwood membership, so I'll, I'll try get Try and get it. tickets. Well, Xavier, yeah. all the best. And what are you going to do in the off-season to keep practising your footy? Well, I'm going to keep fit with cricket, but I'll just practise some basic skills over the summer I can just to keep myself up to date. Uh-huh. And then before, like about a month before the season starts, I'll start getting back into footy more and I'll start like going to the park and having a kick and stuff. That's it. And just keep a ball in your hand as much as you can because the skills are... Um... The most important bit at this age. Yeah. And do you, do you ever yeah. get along to an AFLW game? Have you been to one? Um, I was. I went to the actual uh, first AFLW game, the Collingwood Carlton one. But um, no, apart from that, that was the only one I've got to. Uh-huh. Well, that might be another way to keep your footy fixes coming in. <laughs> Take a footy yeah. and go to go to an AFLW game with your mates. Yeah. Well, thanks, Xavier. Good luck to your pies next weekend. Uh, yeah, thanks. look forward to talking more throughout this season and also next season when you come back for your junior footy. Thanks for the wrap-up of your season. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then on the other side of this, we're going to speak to Jack Alana and Marissa Forsyth's just entered the building, who's come in to talk to us all about her foundation, the Pretty Foundation, and her wonderful book series about improving body image in girls. Okay, Coming up after this. Welcome back to the Kids Edition with Daisy Pierce, taking your calls right up until 9 o'clock on 1300 736 736. Plenty of footy cards to give away from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards. We've got albums to give away, so if every caller will win one of those, plus a kids AFL record goes out in your prize pack as well. Now, I've just stumbled across an article on the AFL.com website Um, No author attributed to it, but it takes all of the hard work out of working out what's happening with the ladder for all of us. So the Pies will finish third if Brisbane beats Richmond or fourth if the Tigers win. And only a draw will change the fact that Collingwood will play Geelong in a qualifying final. Uh, The Bombers will finish seventh if Adelaide beats the Western Bulldogs or eighth if the Dogs lose. And then Cats have locked away a a top two spot and will host a home state qualifying final, but not a home game qualifying final. 
and they'll win the minor premiership if Brisbane loses to Richmond. Uh, the Giants will finish sixth and host an elimination final now that they've defeated Gold Coast comfortably. And they'll play the Dogs if the Dogs beat Adelaide or Essendon if Adelaide beat the Dogs. Uh, Hawthorne will finish eighth if Adelaide and Port Adelaide both win by less than 95 points. And the Eagles will finish fifth if Richmond beats Brisbane. They'll finish fourth if the Lions beat the Tigers. So plenty going on at the at, at the top of the AFL ladder. We're going to get back to our calls. Jack in Hobart is first up. Hello, Jack. Hi, Daisy. Thanks for calling. Now, did you get along to the footy yesterday? There was footy down in Hobart, and you were going to go yeah, along we if went. you could. How was it? Close game. Yeah. Especially at the very end when Melbourne could have gotten a draw, but then the goal hit the post, so they end up losing by one point. I mean, not one point, five points. That was the Alex Neil Bullen kick, wasn't it? From just outside 50 on the run, and it looked like it was going to go through, but a poster. It... Yeah, and um, I met the Melbourne cheer squad Did you sit? Did you sit with the Melbourne cheer squad? Um, we sat like right behind them. Uh huh. Did you learn any chants? What was what were some of the songs and things they were singing? Um, they were spelling out Melbourne, and then they're going Melbourne, clap clap clap, Melbourne, clap clap clap. Ah, that's an oldie but a goodie. Have you heard that one before? No. No, I, that that's a um, cheer squad one oh one. That chant. Yeah, I, I met the leader, his, and his name was Ryan. Yep, I've met Ryan before. Die Hard D's man. Yeah, and um, he gave me a Melbourne flag, and um, it's huge, and a Max Gorn head. Oh, you've cleaned up. Hey, I, I know your Tigers are going well, but have Melbourne done anything to recruit you across to the red and blue? Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a soft spot for the D's now that you've been embraced by the cheer squad? Yeah. I actually went for Melbourne in the AFLW before that. Ah, so you're already you're already half Melbourne. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a good day at the footy. Was, yeah, was were, were the North fans cheering on Ben Brown to kick a few more goals for the Coleman? Yeah. They can't, he's not getting it anymore. No, because Jezza Cameron kicked a bag, didn't he? Nine goals, five for the Giants. He kicked more than Gold Coast, so he could have won by himself. <laughs> he could have. He could have indeed. Hey, have you ever played in a game like that where you um, got teammates looking after you or you were looking after somebody else, giving them lots of goals because it was their birthday or their... 50th game no, or anything like that? Kind of happened, it kind of happened for James. So he kicked his first goal late in the season. And that was very nice. And on our second game, it was um, another one of my teammates called Hayden's birthday. And he kicked like seven goals. And did he kick seven because he was just having a day out? Or did you guys look after him a little bit? bit, bit of special birthday treatment? Um. I, Maybe a bit of both. I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure he had a good birthday nonetheless. What a present to kick seven on your birthday. 
Yes. <laughs> hey, Jack, what, what do you think is going to happen for the Tigers today? You get your skipper back, Trent Cotchen's back in the side. You're looking forward to seeing yeah, how... It's it's going to be huge. Yeah. Do you think you'll beat the Lions? Uh, I reckon it's going to be close. That's all I think. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a close game as well. Yeah, either Brisbane winning by a few points or Tigers winning by a few points or a draw. Oh, let's let's hope so. Let's hope it's a close one. A lot of the um, big games yeah. lately have lived up to expectations. They've gone down to the wire like yeah. they did last weekend. So hopefully this is the same. And your man yeah. Dusty's back in form too. Yeah. He's oh, right at the right time of the year. I think we're about to see the best of Dusty. Hey, Jack, thanks for calling. Yeah. I've got to get to the news. And then I've got to speak to Alana, who's playing in a grand final today. But I'm going to get to Alana after this. the news headlines. We're going to get straight into our calls on the kids' edition because Alana's been holding on patiently and has got to play in a grand final today. Good morning, Alana. Hi. Tell us about the big game today. Yeah, we're versing um, Diamond Creek, which we haven't bet them for a while. They've um, won every the last three years. So hopefully we'll be able to win this year. Oh, the Creekers are a powerhouse out there in the NFL yeah. and NFL juniors, aren't they? Big club. Um, they always Definitely. were when I played for Darabin as well, a big club and always hard to beat. Very tough. Tough made yeah. are the Creekers. So you haven't bet, bet them this year? No. We've been close. Oh, so do you think that's – are you kind of enjoying that underdog kind of position that you're in today for the grand final then? Takes a bit of pressure off? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. How how close have the games been? You said they were close. Under um, a goal? Yeah, they've only been like, yeah, six points. Mm, Eight what, points close. Oh, so you've been right in it. What have you learnt? What are you going to oh, – we can't give away too many secrets on radio, but what are you going to do a little <laughs> bit different today? Um, Just kick to a target instead of like a big pack. Yeah, because they're very good in the contest if they're anything like the Diamond Creek side we used to play against. So you're going to try and yeah. keep it off them a little bit more, use your skills, kick it around so they can't get their pressure into you. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for those scores as well. And give me a call next week <laughs> to let me know how you go. What position are you lining up in? Wing. Oh, are you fast? Yeah. Oh, you'll have to do a lot of running today then up and down the <laughs> wing in a grand final. Yeah. Looking like a nice day for footy out there as well. Yeah, compared to our last few games. D- does that suit your game style, do you think? Well, it probably suits you if you're a quick winger. But are you... Yeah, it's better when it's warmer and, yeah. like, drier so that you can run and you don't get stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot better when the, when you don't get stuck in the mud. Helps you use your skills yeah. a bit more, too, if you're a bit... If, that, if you think that's your way of winning against Diamond Creek. Yeah. Very good. How long have you played footy for, Alana? Um, I only started last year, so second year. And you're enjoying it? Yeah, can't wait for next season already. Oh, already signed up, that's what we like to hear. Good luck in your yeah. grand final today. Yarrambat versus you. Diamond Creek. What age group is it, Alana? Under 14. All right, well, good luck. Give me a call next week to let me know how you went. Yeah, thank you. And we'll send you out a prize pack from the official AFL Select Footy Stars collector cards and a kids AFL record as well. All right, Brooklyn in Lang Langwarren, who's just wound up from her first season of Auskick, is our next caller. Hello, Brooklyn. 
Hi, Benji. Thanks for calling. How did Auskick go this year? What how, What did you enjoy most? Good. We've done this year. Um, I'm started for next season. I haven't quite learned my handballs yet, but I've learned how to kick. And, yeah. I'm excited for next season and in two weeks at presentation. Oh, so you haven't had your presentation yet? No. Something to look forward to. It's always a fun night. It was always the highlight of my year. And you said you've mastered kicking or you've got got the kicking down pat. You need to do a bit of work on your handballing. That's a pretty good good start for your first season. And I guess... Oh, sorry, you go. The cats did a big win last night. Didn't they? Um, I think Paddy kicked the most. He was pretty impressive, Paddy Dangerfield, wasn't he? Kicked like thirty. Yeah, and and it was a good game. And it, like, if you'd seen that the cats had won by sixty-eight points, you'd think that Tommy Hawkins would have had to have kicked a lot of goals, but he didn't. It was, I saw Luke Dalhouse right at the end kicked a couple in a row. So it was all the other guys yeah. getting involved, which is a good thing before finals. It was great. Nice to see a few in form. And they might finish on top of the ladder, it looks like, too, unless the Lions win. So it's been yeah. a good year for the, for the Cats. Do you get to get along to see the AFLW Cats as well when the AFL finishes? Uh, nah, not really. Not yet. Next year, maybe. You might get along now that you're an Oz kicker and a footballer yourself. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. And the good thing I was just thinking about practising your handballing is that it's something that you can do pretty easily without a big group. All you need is maybe one partner or even a brick wall can cut it if you, if you need to practise. Um, might be a good, good idea over until the next Oz kick season. It's an easy one to practice at home by yourself, even. Dad can't do much kicking at the moment. He's broke his ankle. Oh, poor Dad. How did he do that? Well, he broke both of them, but not one. one's not fully broken, but one's only got a crack in it, the oh. other one. Well, that's all right. Only a crack in it. That's not too bad, then. That's no excuse for not getting out for a handball with Brooklyn. <laughs> Maybe he can sit down in a chair, <laughs> and that'll put the pressure on to make sure that your uh, your handballs are accurate too, because he won't be able to catch it if they're off target. <laughs> He's an old man, so we should be in a working chair. <laughs> oh, I reckon it puts the pressure on your your handballs being very accurate if Dad's got two broken legs, because he won't be able to move. That's a good good target practice. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brooklyn, thanks for calling. Do you collect footy cards? Yeah. Great. I'm going to send you out an album and a couple of packets of footy cards and one of our AFL records for kids. So thanks for calling. I'm glad you enjoyed Auskick and we look forward to hearing all about it next season when you're back. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Great manners from Brooklyn in Langwarren as well. Still got plenty more footy card albums and kids AFL records to give away. The 10 select footy card albums from the official AFL select footy stars collector cards for serious collectors, big and small. Coming up, we've got Marissa Forsyth to talk about the Pretty Foundation and her Charlie's Tales book series. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. 
Great hour of calls so far. We've been chatting all things junior footy finals, a couple of exciting grand finals playing out out there. It was great to hear from Alana about Yarrambat's big game against Diamond Creek. Uh, keep the calls coming in, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you'd like to continue to get involved in the show. But I've got a special guest in the studio this morning. It's not very often that I have company in here, so it's wonderful to have Marissa Forsyth with me. Marissa, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, Tell us about the Pretty Foundation. Yeah, the Pretty Foundation is essentially about building body confidence in young girls. So um, often we focus on teenage girls and, and, you know, women, but the reality is um, to build body confidence and resilience at a young age, then we've got girls kind of growing up knowing that their bodies are amazing, they can achieve incredible things through sport and various avenues, Um, and we want to start really young. So we focus on two- to six-year-old girls, which no one else does. Yeah, that surprised me, actually, because when you talk about body confidence or maybe body image issues, I guess the... Um, perception is is that they kick in in our teen years. So why why that age group? What what's the philosophy behind that? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not just in the teen group. You, you see it really get potentially really bad in the teen sort of area. But you know, three, four, five, six year old girls are already starting to worry about what they look like and think that their bodies can't achieve amazing things. Um, and we just hear stories constantly about. Um, well, I can't do it because I'm a girl or, you know, I'm, I'm worried about what I'm going to look like, you know, playing this sport or doing this particular thing. So girls often worry about that really, really young. So we, if we start young, get that mentality right, they've got a much better chance of, you know, succeeding in different areas of life. Where did your interest in it spark? Where- um, I just, I was in the corporate sphere and uh, was doing marketing for a long time and just had this aha moment that I, with these ideas and I went, I think I just need to quit my job and give up the paycheck and, and, and start this movement. And so that's kind of how it all began. And um, I remember in my childhood, I got teased and, and bullied as well. And, you know, for my skin colour, I have, have an Indian heritage. Um, and so that really broke my confidence. Um, and so I just kind of, it's a way to give back and it's a way to, to not let the next generation have to suffer through that. So where did you go from there? Suddenly you realised there was a need for, I guess, more awareness of body confidence issues in girls. Where do you go to from there and where did your idea for the Charlie's Tales book series come from? Yeah, well, when I was growing up and, and maybe some parents that are listening in who are around my age in the, in the 30s um, might remember Captain Planet. And um, I remember watching that as a child and, and thinking, well, that's really entertaining for me. But what was actually happening in all the episodes was that they were providing environmental messages. So I was learning about taking care of the environment the whole time. Um, and I thought to myself, I just had this aha moment. I went, well, why can't we create that with body confidence? Why can't we actually create a series of books which will become animations? We've got a pilot episode that's... that's um, in the works and um, we could create this series that kids just enjoy and they're entertained by it, but they're just learning these really strong messages and and they're having resilience built into them as well. So in the work that you did, you uncovered, I guess, just how big of an issue it is. What kind of things were you hearing? What what were the things that kind of indicate that it's an issue for girls? And I'm asking that because there might be parents at home listening. What what kind of things would would they be hearing to, to kind of maybe suggest that their daughters or, or, or sons on some occasions are having a problem with it? Uh, it's often quite um, direct. So depending on how open your child is, it could be something as, as oh, I can't do this because I'm a girl or, I, you know, I can't do this, my friends are doing it, but, or, you know, directly my, my thighs are too big or, you know, I don't like my tummy mummy or whatever it might be. Um, we constantly hear these stories and we get people writing into us saying, what do I do? What do I speak to the, my ch- you know child about? How do I overcome this? And so we had... Um, 
one parent, her seven-year-old daughter was saying that her thighs were too big and her mum's like, no, she's not big. She's just bigger than her, her, her friends but she's really healthy. And so she kept reading the Charlie's Tales books to, to her child and um, on the holidays a few months ago she went to circus training and she's doing all these aerial flips and incredible things and she came back and she told her mum, you know what, mum, it was my strong legs that did that. And it was just that change in mentality that was really key because she was learning that her body is actually a vehicle for life and not something to be stared at or like an ornament. Mm-hmm. So the book series that we're talking about, you've got three books out, yeah. Cassia and the Fire Dragon, Sylvie and the Star Tree, mm-hmm. and the latest one, Peggy and the Fantastic Football. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've read them all to my twins already. <laughs> and yeah. just by coincidence, uh, Sylvie, the character in the Star Tree book, is the name of my daughter. So it is. I couldn't believe that. It I thought is. it was, um, yes, just some one of those books where – when I read it, that someone inserts your kid's name in it because yeah. somebody sent it out to me. Um, but no, it's just the name of the character. But the recent one, Peggy and the Fantastic Football, what what have you tried to leverage um, with the football thing? Yeah, well, we know that um, it's a really topical issue at the moment, girls in sports and the pathways for girls to, to really succeed and do well in sport, but also the barriers that come with, you know, girls in sport and, you know, girls can't play sport or they can't play particular sports or they should just be pigeonholed into dance and gymnastics and things like that. And, um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of AFLW players and, you know, they've told me their stories about when they were growing up, I had to stop playing rugby or I had to stop playing, you know, footy with the boys because it was just... I was a girl and I just didn't get the opportunity to do that and I wasn't allowed to. So we thought it would just be a great opportunity to develop a book that allows boys and girls to realise that girls can play sport Um, and also just, yeah, just that inclusiveness and also for girls to recognise their bodies are actually amazing and can do incredible things is is really key. And why is that important? What effect does it have on, say, participation rates and um, girls' kind of confidence in actually getting involved in sport altogether? Yeah, well, I've had a lot of conversations with, um, you know, the, the CEOs of AFLW clubs, the different clubs, and, um, you know, a lot of them have said to us there's some issues around pathways and, and girls dropping off. But, you know, I was speaking to Brianna Brock from the Brisbane Lions and she was saying to me, you know, we have so many girls take part in Auskick and then we have so many girls drop off because they just feel like they're not good enough. Um, and so it's just really teaching our girls to keep going, give it a go. You're only going to get better as you keep going along and to believe in themselves. So, it, you know, I think that's a really key thing to learn about functionality and, and just to keep going and, and believing in, in your skills and abilities. So it's a real part of this book as well. Marissa, we're going to keep chatting on the other side of this break. If you're out there, maybe a parent or even a, a kid who's got a question for Marissa about any of this, give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 We'll continue our chat on the other side of this. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. You're with Daisy Pierce and Marissa Forsyth, who's joined us in studio. She's the foundation of the Pretty Foundation. And through the foundation, they've written a series of wonderful books called the Charlie's Tales books. There's three in the series. Uh, and they're all aimed at um, sending a message that all bodies are unique, uh, that they can achieve amazing things, and they're set to empower girls to develop the skills and perspective that um, nurture, I guess, a positive body image. So it's a wonderful message and a much-needed one when you start to delve into the stats of just how many girls out there do have, um, I guess, body confidence issues. Um, the Peggy and the Fantastic Football one is her most recent book, Marissa, and it kind of walks through a girl who 
doesn't have the confidence to go and join in on the game and feels a little bit out to the side. And then um, Charlie comes in and gives her the encouragement to get out there and get involved. And she then thinks that without giving the story away, spoiler alert, um, she's given what she thinks is a magic football that gives her the skills to go out and play well in the game. But in fact, it's just an ordinary football and she realises it was just her body that did it. So great story. Where, where can people pick up the series if they want to read these to their kids? Yeah, the series can be picked up at prettyfoundation.org. So just on our website, we've got a special deal for all three books at thirty four ninety five, or you can buy it for fourteen ninety five. And Kemp's Warehouse stores are not all of them, but the majority of them are selling them as well on their countertops. So you can pick them up there. And what about, this is a charity and um, not-for-profit organisation. So where can people donate if this is a an issue that's close to them and they'd like to support the Pretty Foundation, where can they get involved in that? Yeah, just just on our website as well, prettyfoundation.org, or you can get in contact with us at hello at prettyfoundation.org and we'd love to collaborate with schools and communities and, and do things together. And if you can fundraise and donate, that would be amazing. It's a, a great message. And I guess for the parents listening out there, I mean, like you said, the things that you might hear is, mum, I'm too tall or I'm so much bigger than all the other kids in my class, I'm much stronger the, it's it's sad, really, that that's what our girls think of as their bodies, but it just points to the power of sport to be able to, I guess, change that from a negative perception to realising just how capable their bodies are. And it's amazing some of the research that you brought in where you surveyed um, elite athletes that this is a journey they've been they've been on as well, that they had these body confidence issues early on and it was through sport that they were able to... I guess, flip their thinking around. i just read out one anecdote from an athlete that was involved in your research. And she says, when I was in primary school, I felt too big, too strong. I would hunch my shoulders to appear less of an intimidating figure. And that it was through watching Serena Williams that she flipped that um, thinking and realised just how capable her body was. And she started using it to, to the better through sport. Is that a common one that comes through? Yeah, so uh, that that was, um, who did we speak to there? That was Eliza Hines from the Collingwood Football Club and um, we spoke to quite a few AFLW players and it was just the same sort of thing. I'm too tall, I'd hunch my shoulders, worried about the way I look and then they started playing sport and they realised that they could use that to their advantage mm. and that, you know, a healthy body comes in different shapes and sizes. It's not just one particular size. And I love the fact that um, we spoke to a few others and, and we they were saying that, you know, different sports allow you to have different body shapes and sizes within the sport as well. So basketball, you could be, you know, a point guard and, and be really little and then you could also be, you know, a really tall rebounder. And, and with AFL, you could be big and, and strong and um, to also being really lean and, and quick on the field. So, you know, I love the fact that there's a lot of sports that you can have different shapes and sizes and it, it, they're all unique and, and valuable. Mm. So parents listening out there that maybe have come across these comments from their kids, what... What's your advice to them or do you have any, I guess, resources where they can learn how to cope with those conversations? Yeah, we've got um, parents' guides on the website for all the books but also body image guides that they can download for free. Um, and um, we just we just say focus on the fact that we're all unique. Uh, our bodies are incredible to give things a go. They're a vehicle for life, to be inclusive and, and to use those sorts of things and teach your children that and, you know, show that by example. So we don't want mummy saying one thing and then doing another thing. So, Well, Marissa, thanks for coming in. We're out of time because it has just flown, as it always does on the Kids Edition. Thanks for telling us more about the Charlie's Tales 
books. Chemist Warehouse, if you'd like to buy one, or the Pretty Foundation website. Um, I've just noticed, last one, that Trent Cotchen's written a little message on the back. We know he's got kids, three now, and two of them daughters. How did he get involved in the story? Uh, We contacted him, and he was astounded by the stats with girls. Um, He's got his daughters, and he just wanted to get involved. And, and of course, you you wrote the forward as well, Daisy, so (laughs) we're really grateful for that. Well, thanks for coming in, Marissa. Uh, We'll keep an eye out for them in store, and, yeah, great message. Thank you. Thank you very much. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.